Welcome, everybody, and welcome to the Future of Insurance podcast series. Today, um, it, we're going to have our series around our ecosystem partners, and I am extremely excited to have John Standish from Analytics uh, join me. John is the Chief Innovation Officer, and uh, we're going to have quite the interesting conversation, I can guarantee all of you listening in. So, John, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Give a little bit of information about your background on yourself and also Infinalytics. Infinalytics, we entered the marketplace in 2016. We're a software company based in Silicon Valley, uh, Pleasanton in the East Bay, for those of your uh, listeners that know the San Francisco Bay Area. And what we do is we create artificial intelligence and advanced analytics for the insurance industry. We have a team in Chennai, India, and then a team in California. And our artificial intelligence platform is called Charlie, and it's C-H-A-R-L-E-E. So it's like chat with Charlie, talk with Charlie, learn some valuable insights. So my background, how I got here is probably when, when people hear this, they're, gonna, they're probably going to go, wow, how did he make that jump? Oh, so, I, I, I love your background, by the way. I think it's just <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. So I, mean, I am in my second career. Uh, technology. I've been um, working in the technology industry for 10 years since I retired from my first career, which was law enforcement in California. I served for 32 years uh, with the California Highway Patrol and then the California Department of Insurance, the enforcement branch, specifically the fraud division. And I retired as the chief of the fraud division. So at the time, you know, we had 10 offices, state and federal task forces, about 400 detectives running around investigating insurance fraud, which was, you know, that's my bread and butter. That's my background. And it goes way back to when I was on the highway patrol and I was on a part of a special team that was reconstructing catastrophic accidents. They asked if I wanted to take a shot at uh, looking at organized insurance fraud cases, specifically stage collisions and chop shops. And I didn't know anything about insurance fraud. You know, I knew how to reconstruct events, background in math and physics, but it was a, it was a real, it was your classic on-the-job training when I started in that position. And I was fascinated with it. Uh, the world of insurance, how people, you know, can steal money from insurance companies by, you know, staging fraudulent events and insurance companies have no idea. And so I, I really, really liked the work and got into it. I did that for, you know, pretty much close to 26 years. We're doing insurance fraud investigations and ancillary white collar crimes. When I retired, I started uh, my own consulting business where I offered services to the insurance industry for key TAM uh, civil lawsuits, the civil RICO suits where the insurance company will sue uh, some people for committing organized fraud. I've done several of those. Uh, and as long and as well as consulting to the insurance industry for their SIU programs, uh, specifically involving when they get sued for bad faith, if, you know, the SIU's yep. involved. So I did that. And, you know, in a way, you know, there's not all that much work to keep you busy full time. You know, you just get a couple projects a year, which in, in retrospect is kind of good because if you were busy doing it all the time, something's inherently wrong with uh, an insurance company's <laughs> claim process. While I was doing that, I also started consulting for SAS, SAS, uh, the SAS mm -hmm. Institute in the uh, criminal justice program, both state and federal level, and then the financial crimes program, where they also, you know, had a pretty robust insurance thing. So I did that for three years, some wonderful people, uh, had a good time, and 
towards the end of 2013, I got a phone call through LinkedIn, a wonderful person by the name of Sri Ramaswamy, uh, our CEO and, and co-founder. And she asked, what did you think about coming and you know, joining a startup? And I honored my commitment with SAS, said my goodbyes, and started working with Sri and the team and would never look back. So, I mean, that's how I am here today. It's a fascinating journey. And I remember the first time we met John, I was just like, wow, what a background and what an interesting background from a claims perspective, because it really brings a, a different perspective to the whole claims process. You know, and that's one of the things I quickly realized, um, you know, when I started ascending through the management and executive chairs at Department of Insurance, and, you know, when I was interacting with the industry pretty much every day on legislative and regulatory issues and uh, listening to, you know, the, the senior vice presidents or a CEO uh, describe, you know, what they have to do, what's not working, what will work, and government would suggest a course of action. And, you know, I mean, it was, it was the negotiations. It was going back and forth to come to a, a, a remedy that everyone agreed to, which was good. You know, it helped yeah. the consumer, it helped the industry. And I really enjoyed doing that because one of the things I saw, you know, investigating the fraud, especially the organized crime investigations, which is what I really specialized in, was, you know, educating the industry executives that, wait a minute, you don't have a clue that these people are in your system stealing money from you every day right now. And look, we need to change yep. that. You need to get some people trained and you need to pay attention a little bit. So, so I, I really enjoyed doing that. And uh, that kind of like helped me, you know, when I joined Infinalytics, that was, that was my expertise uh, that I brought to the team. You know, yep. the domain experience uh, through the legislation and regulatory environment, as long as the enforcement environment. And then started working with all the different technologists and data scientists. And it's a pretty cool team. Yeah, it is. It's a great team. You, you hit on something about, you know, when you're talking to different CEOs of insurance companies, how the people who are committing fraud on them, that they're in their systems today. And that really gets to data and how crucial data is today, particularly in the digital age of insurance but really crucial from a claims perspective. So talk about how you're helping insurers to innovate and provide value and where the, the data kind of fits into that. Well, first off, let me set the stage. Infinalytics is all about innovation. Our, our teams are constantly innovating, trying to think of you know, new ways to introduce insights through AI to the insurance carrier. You know, that's, that is our bread and butter. That's what we like to do. When I, it's amazing, you know, when you sit down and you talk with an executive in the insurance industry and, you know, everyone is, everyone is comfortable in their world. They have a claims management system. They're selling policies. They're taking in premiums. They're processing claims. You know, they got the process down. So where, the, where they're losing money is the patterns of activity that people are committing and they're unseen. And I, I tell people that there is so much information in your data, your digital data, that is flowing through what we call the unstructured text format. And yeah. let, me, let, let me explain. But way back when, when, when I was, you know, when the first insurance representatives walked into my office at the Highway Patrol, and they dropped nine banker boxes of claim files off and said, there's a fraud, 
uh, and we know that you can uh, help us and figure this out. And I went, okay. So you're reading it paper by paper, pulling out the insights and the patterns. It's laborious. It took time. Uh, but, you know, we were successful. But it took time. What's really cool now is I wish I, that I had a system uh, of like, like Charlie back then because you'd be able to close these gaps and bring closures a lot faster. So in a claim file, we know that there's structured data. And the, and the structured data is like, okay, they were first notice a loss form, you know, people fill out or your uh, vehicle appraisals or your policy documents, just filling out who, what, when, why, where, all structured. The unstructured data that is so crucial are the free-flowing text, claim notes, emails, correspondence from attorneys, medical evaluation reports, independent adjuster reports, your claims investigator reports. All that's free-flowing unstructured text and there's so much information in there where the, the AI and the machine learning can pull out those insights a lot faster. And it helps close the gap. It's like, it's amazing. Like I can remember uh, more than a handful of incidents. The claims examiner missed, missed salient facts in a claim that if they were paying attention, they would have never paid the claim. And so, so the criminal investigation starts and all of a sudden, you know, they find themselves in front of the prosecutor being interviewed and prepped for court. And the look on their face is like, oh my God, why did we even do this? So it's like help it. That's what that's what I think AI will do is help close those gaps. That's that's what we're pretty keen on. I agree. You know, closing those gaps. Can you, can you kind of get more into kind of the machine learning and AI and how at a broad level, and then maybe specifically how you see it really changing? You know, areas of of claims. How is it really changing insurance? You know, the reason I bring that up. There was a really great article just recently I read with regard to Lemonade and how their use of AI and machine learning and their algorithms along with their behavioral analytics and they're constantly refining those algorithms uh, based on the data that they're getting back that when they first started out, if you remember, they had a really high loss ratio and combined ratio. They're getting very competitive now and the article kind of said, is this the end of the combined ratio and the loss ratio? Because they're giving back the money, you know, that they aren't using for claims. And yet they're having really good uh, luck with regard to combined and loss ratios. And I think that's the power of data and artificial intelligence, machine learning, that really can really kind of redefine and force us to rethink, were those business assumptions right? In this journey that we're, we're experiencing, it's, I, I've, I've observed a couple things where I, I think people have missed out on what the power of AI is. So the, let, me, let me give you an example. We've seen technology solutions be implemented and then they fail, thinking that you know, it, it, to begin with, it was the end all to know all. They didn't have to do anything, just deploy it, throw the switch and let it work. Insurance, you know, AI and artificial intelligence and machine learning is an iterative process, just like what you described with Lemonade. You're constantly monitoring and refining, tweaking the algorithms, keeping up to date on what's going on, what people are doing. Like in the world of fraud, there's 160 common insurance fraud schemes across all lines of business. So they're pretty straightforward, what, you know, what, what people will do. So people will take not really realizing it, but people will take certain schemes and morph them into one scheme. 
you know, and try and get away with something. So if you're not keeping current and tweaking your algorithms with what the, the patterns or the insights that the machine learning is pulling out, be a perfect example. Over a year ago, the sham law office scheme uh, out of uh, the greater Los Angeles basin, along with the sham medical clinic, Allstate was very uh -huh. successful and a key TAM for that. So it's like, you know, these people combined the elements of identity theft with the classic mill operation and buying an attorney's license number and a doctor's license number and just submitting fraudulent claims. If you didn't realize or didn't think about, wait a minute, incorporating the elements of identity theft into the algorithm, trying to find these people, they could have closed the gaps a lot quicker. So it is, it's an iterative process. So that's one of the, one of the things that we do at Infinalytics with our domain experts is keep, we keep the pulse of the industry, you know, what's going on, what are people doing, the different types, you know, rise and falls of different losses, causes of losses. You know, like right now, what's going on with the COVID-19, the business interruption, you know, yeah. everyone's getting, everyone is like astonished that, wait a minute, what do you mean you're not paying my claim? I paid for this. Well, people never read their language and their policies. They don't understand. They just know that they have business interruption coverage. But if they would have read that viruses and pandemics are excluded, you're not covered. Exactly. Um, and, it, you know, and it's like, oh my God, well, what do you mean? We got to change this. I mean, and so there's all kinds of all kinds of court cases in the works and, and, and whatnot. But that's what, one of the first things that we did here at Infinalytics when the business interruption thing blew is like we went back and looked at our uh, algorithms for business interruption coverage losses under property under the PNC world. And we made sure that they were in order, which they were. And uh, we started pulling out some insights to where like now, so like, this is like, what's, what's coming, right? Okay. Here's your, here's your next thing that's coming. So mm -hmm. people are filing these business interruption claims. We can look at all those claims, even though they're denied, right? Even though they're denied, but what are the insights? What are the commonality? What, what are the common insights in these business interruption claims that the insurance company needs to be aware of if, and then this is a big, if, if they do change the law or if they start a new program and, and you know, where it's now going to be covered and it's a big, if that's, that's another yep. discussion. But, but if, if that does happen, then the insurance company is ready to go with some insights on, on drafting the proper policy language, identifying, you know, how things are going to be covered. What are you going to price it at? I mean, they'll, they'll be ready to go a lot faster than just being literally run over overnight saying do it yep. and not be ready. So Exactly. You know, one thing you touched on was when we um, started the conversation around data was talking about unstructured data. And that's something that, you know, a number of insurers aren't really as effective at working with. So, you know, when I'm thinking about all the different types of data and where they need to uh, source that data, they've got their operational data coming out of their core systems. They've got data, third-party data they might be purchasing, you know, from some of the third-party data providers, but they have all of this unstructured data, like you said, text, but it could be images, it's video, it's a whole host of different things, even social media data. Talk about how you're seeing the value and why insurers need to rethink their data sources and broaden that net, so to speak. It's, it's a great question. And it's like, if I, if I could uh, roll back the time clock, go back 10 years and introduce, you know, some different ways of thinking and processing claims and gathering data. My blueprint would look like this. You have your, you have your claims management system. 
it may be robust and it may work very efficiently in processing the claims, but it misses the data insights. It's not capturing the unstructured data. So that's the first ingredient, bringing AI and looking at unstructured data and pulling out insights. Now you mentioned third-party data. Uh So insurance companies, you know, for the most part, I hope are members of ISO and the NICB, National Insurance Crime Bureau. So NICB puts, you know, to its members, they, they issue reports, they send out alerts, they do some, do some investigative work and act as a liaison between the insurance company and law enforcement, which is great. They're wonderful at that. A lot of that information gets missed way after the fact because somebody's got to read it and yep. interpret it and put it in there. Well, the fraudsters are already gone. They're, they've already got their money and you're never going to get that money back. So why not take AI so where, you know, you, the, you, the insurance carrier, receives that NICB report or receives that ISO claim search report or of the, the, any other number of reports and you upload that into the claim file and then let the AI and machine learning crunch through all that unstructured data and pull out the insights a lot faster. It's, it's almost, I mean, instantaneous is, there's no such thing as real time per se, but it can be a lot quicker instead of waiting three weeks to learn something. Maybe you can get it the next day. You know, like the AI will bring this out like, oh, wait a minute. We're able to make this decision three weeks earlier and we're going to take the proper course of action. So that's what it's all about, which then goes to like lowering your costs, you know, or you're spending your, your claims investigation money more prudently, you know, that's going to get better results. Exactly. So yeah, it's, you know, that's, that's the, that's the game. And I, I just wish that more insurance companies would embrace that, start changing in that direction. So we're really thrilled about you guys being a part of our uh, digital first eco exchange and the partnership to bring your expertise from claims analytics and AI to insurers by integrating your app that you guys are developing along with Charlie focused on claims. So talk about the value of your solution and this concept of the app that is, is very different than, you know, the integration, you know, that may happen on a point to point basis and the power that that's going to bring uh, to be able to have that app, not just in the claims process, but potentially other processes that insurers may not be thinking about today. When we sat down and created Charlie, Originally, there was three functions of the Charlie Artificial Intelligence Platform. Uh, The first one is like making recommendations, uh, which is based on insurance industry best practices. So, you know, Charlie would scan through the claim file and like, let's say that it's a slip and fall claim. And nowhere in the claim file is mentioned that there was any type of incident report prepared at the business um, no, no mention of whether emergency medical services were summoned to the scene for the person being injured. So Charlie would go through that and go, you know, have you checked for an incident report or have, have you requested a copy of the incident report? So it's just like, it's like plugging the gaps to help the insurance examiner, you know, remember. And there's also another side benefit that we tell people too. It's a great claim auditing tool, but that's another discussion. So there's the, that's the first part, the Charlie recommendation engine. The second one is the patterns where we have red flags and QC alerts. The QC alerts stands for quality control alerts, like making sure, like for instance, uh, you, get your, uh, you get your demand letter in uh, and you have X amount of days to respond or else you, know, you blow, the, blow that date and then it's, you see these 
astronomical claim amounts settle for. It helps it, it helps the claims examiner remember to follow up on the deadline. The, the power of Charlie for red flags and patterns, we have our fraud indicators already built in, and then we will do two other things as well. It's done on the aggregate claim level or the individual claim level. Let's talk about the individual claim level, pulling out entities that are working in concert uh, you know, against you, like the medical mills, or th that's the best example. Now, on the, that's on an individual claim level, pulling out the fraud insights and the patterns of activity. On the aggregate level, what's really kind of cool is we've built this system that lets the claims manager or the vice presidents or the C-suite have a 360-degree five-dimensional view of what's going on in their claims repository. So, instance, you know, if you want to, you know, you do a simple search, you know, for a cause of loss, say soft tissue injury, mm -hmm. you know, and you run and you run that through the the Charlie platform, and Charlie, you know, automatically is drilling down and showing you the relationships. Like, okay, if a lawyer gets involved, this is the cost, the average cost of a claim. If no lawyer gets involved, this is the average cost. Oh, by the way, entities that get involved in the claim, and you start pulling out you know, the, the top entities that are, you're dealing with in the claims and you show the, you know, what the cost is. I mean, just real quick, 360 degree view of what's going on. Um, and then you can, you know, maybe jump out and mitigate some issues that, that need to be, instead of like waiting uh, to the end of the quarter to figure out, like be presented with, you know, what's going on and then it's too late. Red flags, alerts, recommendations, and it's a seamless integrated process through the Majesco claim suite, the using that API. Yeah, I mean, yep. it's literally, it, it is so easy. And so, I mean, we've designed it to be seamless and efficient. So we're, we're kind of excited about it and look forward to it. So that's how, I mean, that's how we are presenting our partnership with you and Majesco yep. is to, to leverage the insights, patterns, and predictions. Kind of another quick question. What's been the most interesting or fascinating or unusual type of insight that you've been able to uncover working with clients? Oh, okay. Good question. Yeah. Let's, let's tease the audience. I think, you know, probably, well, you know, it's just not one. I mean, it's just like a number. I guess, you know, the biggest one is oh, pulling out, <laughs> is, is um, showing the entities that are working in concert. So let's talk about the hurricane claims, right? Yeah. So one of our, one of our clients, rights property from Corpus Christi all the way down to the Keys up to the Cape. So every year they're dealing with hurricane and storm claims. So down in Florida, you know, it's no surprise, uh, <laughs> you know, you quickly, you quickly pulling out uh, entities of attorneys, the independent private adjusters and a contractor working in concert. And you're looking at claims are falling into litigation at an incredible rate. And the costs of those claims are going up. So you can do a couple, a couple of different things. You can, you can bring your resources to bear on, you know, these people uh, running around taking over claims and jacking up the prices, or maybe your underwriting team gets involved and looks at this and goes, "Wow, maybe we need to rethink our business plan and just not write in this particular county because mm -hmm. of what we've endured." So you know, and th you know, that's the other thing that we want to do is we want to join claims and underwriting more at the hip. It needs to more be to be more transparent. And you know, Denise, I'll, I'll tell you something. This goes back way, way back to when I first started investigating claims fraud 
you know, we would send out a letter. I mean, in California, there's statutory authority where, you know, we send out a letter to the insurance company, the victim of the crime saying, give me a complete copy of your claim file. And I mean, everything. Don't hold anything back. We'll decide what's important. And a complete copy of your policy or underwriting file. And every time, Denise, I swear, every time that uh, a case was brought to a conclusion and the prosecutor filed charges and was brought into court, there was information in the policy file which was critical to identifying the pattern in the claim file. Without, I mean, every single time. There's a mantra, I mean, the, the underwriting and the underwriting is all about sales and premiums and sell, sell, sell products. I mean, that's all great. That's what makes insurance companies profitable. But claims pays out money and there is a connection. And so what we wanted to do with Charlie through the Insights Engine is join this to make it seamless yep. where, you know, people can, you know, benefit from it. Yeah. So as we kind of uh, wind this conversation down, um, as you guys continue to evolve, what do you see as the future of insurance? Change. The world changed right from under us, right? I mean, it's like, you know, here we are, everyone's on Zoom working from home. You know, and one of the things that I'm, uh, you know, I've always, uh, I worry about this every day in, in the world of claims. So, you know, if you're a claims manager or supervisor, your team is working remotely. You're not together. You know, you can't really walk across the aisleway or go knock on your supervisor's door and ask a question or whatever. It's all done virtually. So there's a gap in time. Maybe that question's never asked. It's just, it just slips by. So when you look at what happened to us in the last few months, Big change. The digital platform insights engine mm-hmm. and the APIs and the robotic process automation and the cloud, which will make the ecosystem re- robust, is key. It's absolutely key. Now is the time to quit you know, thinking about it and researching it and waiting for someone else to do it and then try and copy them. It's too late. You're going to lose this race in the marketplace. You've got to change. You've you got to do this now. The AI and machine learning is getting better and better and more powerful. And it brings, like I said under, earlier, it brings underwriting and claims to disparate areas together. Uh, so you have some more, better uh, information and insights. That's what I think. I it, couldn't agree with you more. I think we just, uh, change is here to stay and it. It's only going to accelerate. Yep. If you could pick one word to describe the future of insurance, what would it be and why, John? Boundless. I think the way our world has changed uh, in the last few months with the pandemic has woken everybody up that, you know, nothing is going to stay the same. And in the world of insurance, I think you're going to see that as well. For instance, you know, there's an effort to change business interruption claims to include viruses and pandemics. You think about, I mean, I always like this with my background in automobile accident reconstruction, you know, the, the autonomous vehicle. When the day comes that they connect the autonomous vehicle to a artificial intelligence powered highway. So in other words, there is no human involved. I mean, a computer is keeping cars spaced out. It's going at a speed, the most expeditious route. Accident rates will go down. Yep. Right. I mean, it becomes, you know, there'll be no need. Uh, maybe you don't need uh, your own car. Maybe there will just be, maybe this entity is going to, to come forward and, you know, you summon a car and it picks you up and it takes your place and you get out. So what's that going to do to the automobile industry, the insurance industry? Hmm. Maybe the car manufacturers start their own insurance program. And we're seeing that now. 
Yep. Right. Um, so, I mean, so it's like people, I don't think you can just sit back and say, okay, this is the way it's going to be for the next uh, decade or two, because change is coming rapidly and it's, it's not a decade or two. It's a, it's by year how things are changing. And I guess the key point to drive home for the, the Majesco uh, listeners is the digital ecosystem and the AI and the machine learning leverages and shows the power of that digital ecosystem. So now's the time to embrace it and let's go. Absolutely. Well, John, we are thrilled that uh, the Infinalytics team um, is part of our eco exchange and one of our, our partners, our newest partner. And we are looking forward to doing some exciting things with you with our, our joint customers and really taking everybody into that future of insurance and really gathering the insights that they need to create that customer experience, but also um, have that fiduciary responsibility back to the organization as well. Absolutely. We look forward to it. All right. Thanks, John. Have a good day. All right. You do the same. Bye-bye.